Welcome to the NSFW Photography Podcast, where we explore the art and business of erotic photography. We bring you in-depth interviews with photographers and models who push the boundaries of sexual expression through their work. We'll delve into their creative processes, the challenges they face, and the ways they're shaping the industry. Whether you're a photographer or model looking to expand your portfolio or simply a fan of erotic art, this is the podcast for you. So join us as we journey into the sensual side of photography and discover the beauty, intimacy, and empowerment that comes with it. Today, we're interviewing Octavia Dior. Octavia is 22 years old and located in Baltimore, Maryland. She has been a model for one year and four months and gained a lot of experience since then shooting up to erotic. She typically models around the DMV area, but coming up in 2023, she's looking to expand and shoot outside the area. How are you doing today, Octavia? I'm doing great. How about you? I am pretty good. We are finally, we've had a, we've had an appliance on order for months and it's finally apparently showing up today. This makes my wife happy and therefore I am happy. Great. I had the good fortune to shoot with Octavia last month and eventually I'm going to finish editing those images and get them posted somewhere. <laughs> I actually did get them. So my, my process is I go through and I call out all the autofocus ones. Then I go through and pick out the ones that I like. And then I go through and pick out the ones that I really like and edit those. I'm, I'm halfway through that process. I've gone through and picked out the ones I like. I have not gone through and picked out the ones I really like that I'm going to edit. So somewhere in there, that's a, I'm terrible at, at editing and I hate it. So I put it off. Anyways, that's not why we're here today. We're not here to discuss Matthew's poor editing process. Today, we're going to discuss Octavia's modeling in part one and lingerie in part two to be released in about two weeks. So I generally like to start off with some questions about you before we go into the subject. So how did you get into modeling? So I got into modeling back in 2021. I tried out for this model agency. I ended up getting the, the gig and I started modeling for them. And that's when I started modeling. So what type of agency was it? It was a personal owned agency. What type of work did they do? They did a lot of fashion work, casual, mainly fashion though. Interesting. I think, I feel like that's pretty much what, well, I shouldn't say every, that's not appropriate. I feel like that's a, what a lot of models want to do is they want to do fashion work. They don't really want to do nude and erotic work. Did you, exactly. did you want to, would you, do you prefer fashion work or? Um, I was actually open to anything. Is that the way that you'd recommend other models get into it that want to do it or was that? I would prefer. I would actually prefer them to do fashion work just so, just so they can get their foot in the door. But I was just lucky enough to start off with fashion and then end up doing lingerie and nude and erotic, which I love doing. I don't mm -hmm. mind doing lingerie, nude and erotic, but I would just advise them to get their foot in the door first and then figure out what they want to do after. Interesting. Do you think it's easier to get in via fashion or via nude work? I think it's easier to get in fashion. Really? Huh. Yes. I feel like if you know how to dress, you'll be fine. I see. What types of fashion? Was it doing advertisements for local companies? Was it like regional or national or what level? It was It was regional. Mm -hmm. We did a lot of swimsuit photo shoots. We did a lot of that. We did fashion. Like I said, we did a lot of casual photo shoots. So hmm. it was all, you know, a mix. Gotcha. I'm completely unfamiliar with 
the agency side of things and because I've never worked, I tend to work with independent models. Are you still with them or have you stuck out on your own? I'm not with them anymore. I stuck out on my own and been doing great ever since. <laughs> All right. How much do they normally take as a percentage? Do they take like 50%? Do they take like 20%? So they didn't take anything. When oh, I first started with them, yeah. When I first started with them, I wasn't paid or anything. I was a new model. So oh, I was just getting hmm. it. Yep. So they took a hundred percent. If you were, if you were, basically yes. <laughs> or was it? Or was it mostly focused around? Was it? Was it an agency focused around new models and trying to like get your name out there and like volunteering you for photo shoots where nobody really got paid for it? That's what it seemed like. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I mean, because the business, like, they have to make money somehow, so they mm-hmm. had to. Someone has to be charged somewhere. Yeah, no, I understand. There was one shoot that we had, and I believe the photographers had to pay in order for them to attend. And I believe uh-huh. she received all the money because I didn't receive oh, any money. Interesting. Yeah. So hold on. So were you working with companies modeling fashion or were you working with photographers? I was working with photographers. Yeah. So, so it sounds was, like were they arranging shootouts? Yes. Yes. So that's but their I model. Just wasn't, yeah. Yes. I just wasn't with an actual agency. Like it was personal owned. Like she wanted to like start her own agency. I see. But she hasn't. Yeah. She didn't get there yet. So. Gotcha. Well, but that makes sense. Cause again, photographers are typically the ones with money in this industry. Correct. If you can't, if you can't work with a company, obviously companies have the most money, but they're very particular about what they want. And then photographers have the next most money. So it makes sense for them to be the customers. Yep. All right. When, when did you decide to do nude and erotic work? I decided to do nude and erotic probably a couple months in. I had left the agency and I decided to, well, I just started working with Stace Bernard and that's when I decided to do nude and erotic. Yeah. I've heard that from a lot of people. Seems to be, seems to be very, very big in that area. Yes. Yeah, very big. All right. What was your first nude shoot like? Were you nervous? Of course. Yes, I was very <laughs> nervous. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how the photos was going to turn out. I didn't know how it was going to look. Like All that ran through my mind, but it wasn't that bad, actually. I had a great time. Yeah, I had a great time. <laughs> was there anything that he did, the photographer did, or anybody else involved to help make you more comfortable? He talked to me during the process. Like doing a whole photo shoot, he would talk to me. He'll make sure that I'm good. You know, he'll ask me like, are you good? I'm like, yes. Like, you know, he would just ensure me. So that helped a lot. All right. What about erotic? What made you decide to jump from nude to erotic? So that was actually before I jumped from nude to erotic, I had a conversation with Stace and we was just, you know, we was just setting my boundaries or on what I wanted to shoot and what I didn't want to shoot. And erotic was one of the genres that I did want to shoot. I just have a lot of limits on erotic. So Mm -hmm. just the conversation between me and him, that's when I decided to shoot erotic. All right. Well, since you brought it up, what Mm -hmm. does erotic mean to you exactly? So erotic, for me, it just means a nude sensual shoot but it involves open leg Mm. all right yeah we've had this discussion quite a bit on the podcast about the boundary Mm -hmm. between nude and erotic because some people like you said some people put the line there at open leg other people put the line at more explicit work so that's interesting that's good to know 
That's I feel like I feel like a photographer should never ask a model for an erotic shoot without explaining in depth exactly what he wants because otherwise someone's going to be disappointed. Yep, I agree. <laughs> or unhappy. How do you define your boundaries with photographers? Do you typically let them come to you with the ideas and then tell them what won't work or do you tell them explicitly in the beginning, here's my boundaries? So usually when they come to me, they usually ask me what's my boundaries and I'll just let them know right then. Uh, do you frequently get asked that? Yes, I do. Yeah. Really? That's often. awesome. Yes. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the time, but for talking from some other models, it seems like there's a lot more uh, deception, excuse mm-hmm. me, deception going on from the photographer side where they'll say, you know, we're doing a nude shoot. And then they try to push you to do something else that you did not expect or want to do. Right. Has that ever happened? Has anybody tried to push your boundaries during a shoot? No, not, no, not yet anyway. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, that is one of those things that it seems like it's an eventuality rather than an F. Right. Uh, Do you have any plans on what you're going to do if somebody does do that? Honestly, if that happened to me, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. I'm not sure what I would do. I'll probably shut it down right then and there. But before even doing that, I'll probably just try to have a conversation with them and just like go over my boundaries so they'll, you know, so they'll know. Yeah. I mean, the difference is, is some people are good actors and it's a mistake. And then some people are bad actors and they know and don't care. Right. But yeah, either way, calling them out certainly can't be. Mm-hmm. All right. What's your favorite thing about modeling? Oh my God. My favorite thing about modeling is meeting new people. And the experiences I get with modeling and also traveling. So I attended Mega Glam back in November of 2022. And that was my big event that I ever attended. And I had such a great time. I met so many new models, so many new photographers. Like I just had a great time. So meeting new people and the experiences that come with it. That's my favorite thing about modeling. Yeah. So weirdly enough, the subject of the last episode was Anara star. And one of the things she wanted to talk about was the energy you get in a group of models and how they can feed off each other and create something more. Did you feel that way about Mega Glam? Yes, for sure. As soon as I walked in the door, they was giving me so many compliments, like, oh my God, you're so pretty. You're going to kill this. Like the energy was just up. The energy was up there and they mm-hmm. made, like, I was so nervous walking in, but talking to them before I even started shooting like they brought my energy up I was very confident <laughs> like I was ready to go yeah like I was I was so excited <laughs> awesome no that's great all right what's your best experience been modeling so far so my best experience would probably be Meg Glam hmm. do you how many different photographers do you get to work with I got to work with probably if I had to guess probably like five to six photographers was it well hmm, you phrase this mm-hmm. i imagine normally when you work with a photographer you probably have a a pre-modeling and kind of a post-modeling routine that you do mm-hmm. uh what is it so my i'm sorry so you said the post-modeling routine well yeah pre and post model like what do you do to get ready and then what oh. do you do to kind of do you have like a, a set routine that you do after you're done modeling Usually I listen to music, but that's the only thing I do before or after. Gotcha. All right. How is it different working at a event like Mega Glam where you weren't 
he didn't have time to, you know, travel between gigs or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And they were all just one after the other. Did that change anything for you? No, that it didn't change anything, but it was just very like we was on a clock and time was ticking and ticking. So you, it's just watching the clock as we go. That was probably the hardest part of it. Just making sure like the photographers get enough time to shoot and, you know, get their money's worth instead of rushing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that probably would have been the hardest thing. Yeah, it was interesting the way they had things set up where you went right into the next photographer, but then they sent out an email saying, you know, try and give the models five or 10 minutes yeah. to get prepped right. and get changed between. But I imagine there are probably some photographers that are like, well, I paid for an hour. Exactly, uh, exactly. That. <laughs> that's, yeah, I... I mean, it's not like when you have an hour, you get a full hour of shooting in. Mm -hmm. But I do think that maybe it could have been better connected. That like an hour is really 45 minutes or, or maybe yes. it should have just been explicitly like 45 minute chunks instead of hour chunks. Truly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I imagine there were probably some people that there, there's always some photographers that are, what are they, minute watchers or clock watchers? Have you but run you into understand. Those? Yeah. Yes, I have. I, I, I definitely understand because even on my side, I count. I kind of felt bad because they would book for an hour and we would only shoot for 45 minutes because like, like you said, the 10 or the 15 minutes, that's when the model is getting ready for the yeah. shoot. Yeah. So yeah, I felt bad on my side, but I have, I don't think I ran into anybody that had like, you know, an attitude or any clock watchers. Like most of the time they were fine. And that's times out of 10, when I was getting ready, they was getting set up. So Mm -hmm. It kind of helped them out as well. You know, you're you're right because that I didn't even think about that. But if you weren't using natural light, if you're trying to set up anything, then you had to do that as well. So yep, exactly. <laughs> All right. How did you pick your name? How did you go with Octavia Dior? <laughs> so my name is actually new again. I'm gonna bring up Stace Bernard. He actually helped me pick my name because I was going as my regular name, Shay. I was going as Shay. He was like, no, you need a model name. You need a model name. So I'm like, okay. So it was actually between Octavia Dior and I believe Octavia Chanel. And I mm. picked Octavia Dior. So, yep. Gotcha. Why Octavia? I mean, Dior and Chanel are obviously fashion related names, but. Correct. Actually, my middle name. And I love my middle mm. name. I'm in love with that my middle fair. name. So I'm like, why not? Right. Exactly. Huh. All right. Yeah, I definitely, definitely with him on that probably want to make sure to do a stage name mm -hmm. uh just just that way in case people google you down the road and they're like hey i see that you did some have you ever worked with any new photographers or do you try and only work with experienced photographers i work with both new photographers and experienced photographers all right have you worked have you worked with both in the past or are you just open to the experience yes i work with both in the past what's the What's the most obvious tell that you're working with a new photographer versus an experienced one? So some things I probably can see that will tell me that they're new is probably like the way they set up their their equipment. Like they're probably they're probably struggling setting it up or mm, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure about that. Yeah. The most obvious reason is them probably struggling up setting up their equipment. And also they are not like directing me on what poses to do. Like mm. not all photographers should direct the model, but nine times out of 10, if the, if the photographer knows what they're doing, they're going to direct the model on how they want the model to pose. Yeah, that's so. actually, that's an interesting point. And that's one that I struggle with myself. 
Because unless I have a specific shot in mind that I'm trying to do, I usually try not to direct the model, but that's, a, that's an interesting point. <sighs> but admittedly, I don't, I actually am very bad at pre-visualization. I, I, I'm apparently about 10% of the population is unable to visualize things in their head. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those 10%. So I have, uh, yeah, I have a lot just of difficulty. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot okay. of difficulty like trying to like, so usually what I do is we, we just do a bunch of poses and then afterwards I'm like, oh, these are great. So maybe right. that just makes me amateur. I am. <laughs> so <laughs> what's your favorite shot from your portfolio or for your Instagram? If you're using your Instagram as your portfolio. Oh my God. So, uh, so for the fashion work, my favorite shot will probably be it's a headshot with honey on my face. That's one of my favorites. Oh, I, I see like it. It's all though. the, it's, yeah, it's definitely on your brand with brand new studios. Yep. And then for probably like a swimsuit shoot, it would probably be, I have this one photo with a black and tan bodysuit swimsuit. So that would probably be my favorite as well. And I'm looking on your IG for that one. Black and tan. Yeah, black and tan. It's, sideways oh is it like a it looks almost like chain mail yes oh okay yeah. interesting i don't know that i would have called that a bodysuit so this is from stace bernard so okay so that one's pretty traditional your backlit your front lit you're against yeah. a brown background the honey one did you actually pour honey over your face yes that was real honey <laughs> that was real honey i thought yeah. that was messy did they have a, I hope they had a shower there oh my god it was very messy and the crazy part is when we did the shoot the photographer was supposed to video you know videotape the whole thing mm. and come to find out we wasn't even videotaping it so we like we don't have any you know any bts yeah. from the from the photo shoot so is that so is that a how common is behind the scenes stuff videos like that so the videos we take behind the scenes is just videos we keep you know just the i don't know i guess to look over them over over time and stuff like that but we still got the photos which was good you know what i'm saying but we just didn't have the behind the scenes so yeah i've I've set up a camera a couple like i've set up my phone a couple times to record behind the scenes and actually got a GoPro like action cam for behind the scenes. And I haven't really like, I'm like, eh, I don't really like the, cause they're, they're, hmm. I don't know. I have decided that I like the whole behind the scenes thing. I was wondering if people are doing something more fun with it that I should be doing. Yeah, no, usually when I do behind the scenes, I would probably like make it into a reel or, you know, an Instagram video. And I usually post it on Instagram. Gotcha. Yep. Do you, since you do new neurotic work, is Instagram the only place you post or? Instagram is actually the main platform that I post. I do post on Twitter, but not as much. Yeah, I'm seeing that I'm not following you on Twitter. So we're going to solve that. <laughs> so what do you do with the rest of your like actual nude and erotic stuff? Since you really can't post that on Instagram, do you right. edit it so that you can, or do you have some, or do you just, you're just keeping it around? Yep. I just keep it around in my gallery just in case if I need it anytime. Right. Yeah, because I've been thinking about what to do with that too. I mean, we're going to talk about, actually, if you want, at the end of this, we can go and I can show you the pictures I picked out. But I've got 75 pictures I like from our shoot. And I'm probably going to pick about 25 of those to edit because I don't want to edit more than 25 pictures. (laughs) Uh, But then then I'm going to post like 
two to Instagram and like two to Twitter. And, okay, you know, gotcha. if I have a portfolio, which I don't, and I really need to create a portfolio site, like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, what do I do with the rest of these? We took, so I have 551 total photos. Oh, that's a lot. That is a lot of photos. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, I went through them and I classified them and I found 75 that I like, and I'm probably going to find 25 that I really like. And yeah, I don't know what to do with the rest of them. I guess I, I'm not too sure, but I know, like you said, some of them that you do post, of course, you know, you're going to blur them out and stuff, but most of that stuff you just keep for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Seems a little, <laughs> seems a little it seems like, I don't know, interesting. I, yeah. And I know some people sell sets. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't yeah. do that really. And frankly, I totally forgot to bring a model release to Mega Glam. So I keep meaning mm-hmm. to send people a model release and be like, please sign this and send it back to me. <laughs> Should put that on my to do list for today. Yeah. Actually, on that subject, how often do you have to sign model releases? Is it something that most photographers do or only a few photographers do? Only a few photographers. Since I've been modeling, I probably signed maybe. To be honest, I only signed probably like one to two model releases so far. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. and you, like you said, you work with a mix of experienced and experienced photographers. Who's generally asking you to sign the model releases? Is it, has it only been the experienced photographers? Yes, only the experienced ones. The ones that I did, this, the ones that I did sign, sign model releases for is the ones that wanted to publish me in magazines and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I'm more, I'm more interested in doing it for future things. Like what if I decide to publish and, you know, I think actually some of these, I think some of these are potentially publishable, but again, we'll take a look. We will take a look. We don't need to do that on the podcast. All right. If you could go back and change one thing you did when you started modeling, what would you change? Yeah, I wouldn't change anything. It was all perfect. Perfect. The first time. I want. I want to say it's. I want to say it was perfect, but I feel like everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Looking back, looking back, there's nothing I would change. All right. What yeah. recommendation would you give for a new model that wanted to get into doing nude or erotic work? Do you have any recommendations for them? Yes, I would definitely take your time and move at your own pace. Do not let any photographers talk you into doing something that you don't want to do. Yep. Hard boundaries are always good. There's so many horror stories about people. Soft boundaries is where the predatory photographers get you because, and, and consent, what did, what did Ziva call it? Enthusiastic consent, which I know is common in the, in the kink world, but not necessarily as common in the vanilla world, but it should be a hell yes. It should not be a, eh, I kind of want to do that. And if it's a kind of want to do that, you should probably not. Exactly. All right. Are there any questions that I should have asked you that I didn't? No, not that I know of. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for part one of our interview with Octavia Dior. Check in in two weeks for part two, where we will discuss lingerie. And with that, we are done. Check us out. Check out part two in just two weeks. You can find us at the NSFWPhotographyPodcast.com. On Twitter is at NSFWPhotography. Instagram at the NSFW Photography Podcast. I just stood up a Mastodon instance at not nsfwphotography.social, which is open to models and photographers and producers, people that are in this, and subscribe at your favorite podcast app. 